0: Welcome to the Gonna Love Me Too podcast, where we discuss dating, relationships, and absolutely everything self growth. This is the podcast where important topics meet progress and where wisdom and weirdness collide. I am your host, John Polo. I'm a coach, author, speaker, and now a podcast host. Let's go!
1: What's going on, everybody? Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> so, you love it. So, this week's episode is entitled Drumroll Please, I Interview My Girlfriend. And let me tell you before we begin here today that it is super weird being a 37 year old man who was married to now say the word girlfriend again. It makes me feel like I'm 14 years old all over again. Allie Kelfin, welcome to the podcast. You are my very first guest on the Gonna Love Me Too podcast. How does it feel to be here today?
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: (laughs) No, you're not. I dragged you off. I really am. Because Amy Haynes, if you're listening, Amy Haynes, was supposed to be my first guest and never got back to me to schedule. So now you are the first guest. How does it feel to know that you were not even supposed to be here today, but you're just acting as a fill-in?
1: Well, that makes me feel really good, John.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's jump right into it today. My first question for you today is, how does it feel to date a widower?
1: So at first, it was definitely really hard for me because I feel like I was kind of being compared at first to another relationship
0: i I think you're shouting into the mic you could not be shouting into the mic, but i think you're being (laughs) a little bit too just talk normal like just talk all right sorry i've never done one of these things before you maybe you you might not have shouted into the mic but sometimes i shout into the mic so try not to shout into the mic. sorry folks okay no and look direct you got to look at the mic
1: we i am in my
0: apartment y'all here so we're sitting at a small little table trying to do this on one mic so bear with us Lordy. <laughs> how, how does it feel to date a widower?
1: Super hard at first, I feel like, but as time went on, I just came to realize that like our relationship is our relationship um, and it, it doesn't really and can never compare to anything or anyone else's. So okay. it was definitely really hard to deal with at first. What,
0: what was hard to deal with at first, Ellie Kelfin? Oh, and by the way, and when you sniffle like that, the mic will pick it oh, up sorry, so that peeps. everyone has heard your sniffles. Sorry, Pete, I have a little <laughs> bit of a cold. What, what was hard about it at first, Allie Kelfin?
1: Um, I would say comparing, trying to not compare myself to um, his past love.
0: Okay, good answer. Good answer. So now you admitted to me early on that you really struggled with it what do you think was the turning point where it became a little bit easier dating a widower that's me i'm the widower
1: i would say just getting to know well john in this case um a little bit deeper on a deeper level um just to get to know him as a person not who he was while he was married or with michelle um i think really helped me
0: okay so did you feel threatened by my past
1: um, a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe like the first month or two that we started dating. Um, it was a little scary to adjust because I've never really understood what a widow her- widower has ever been through in the past. Um, so it was really hard for me to kind of like adjust seeing uh different sides of you that I might not see in someone else.
0: Okay. Now you asked me early on if you could read my book and I refused. How did you feel about that? Tell us please, Ellie Kalfin.
1: Oh gosh. Uh mixed whirlwind of emotions. I would say it was super sad. I was like, why isn't he letting me in on my on his life? Um and I would say um just really kind of distant almost. Like I felt like I was saying and telling you all these things, and there was nothing being reciprocated.
0: Ooh, that's a very good answer, Allie Kelfin. Because I also refused to let you follow me on social media for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I long, did. A long, long time. But I told you about my past, but I didn't talk about Michelle a ton early on. I was very mindful about how much I talked about her. I think so.
1: Yeah, I would say you barely talked about her. Okay,
0: fair enough. But enough where I was still honoring yeah, the love that we have sure. and my loss and all that. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So then I let you read my third book, which as you've told me multiple times is the greatest book in the history of the universe, right? You have said that to me multiple times.
1: Yes. And I am definitely not a reader. <laughs> she hasn't so, said that to me. <laughs> well, I was thinking that because I'm not a reader. And I literally got through his book within 15 minutes. So it was a really quick read for me. But it was also a really extremely helpful read for me.
0: Okay, I just want to open the window because it's hot in here. Tell us a little bit about what you learned from that book.
1: Um, no, I, no
0: more generalities. Let's dive deeper into this Allie Kelfin. Come on,
1: I would say what helped was learning what to say and what not to say.
0: You are the worst microphone person. I am person. not a professional
1: podcaster. I don't know how this works. First,
0: you're like, I think you're screaming into the microphone. People no, I'm are, screaming at you. But also, like, move your hand. <laughs> just talk into the microphone, just like this. Let's so just stand. Okay. So you learn about what to say and not say
1: through my book. Yeah, like what helps and what doesn't help. I okay. would say.
0: Tell me something you learned that might be okay. Yeah. Tell me something you learned that might be helpful. She's waving me off. She can't (laughs) give me an answer. Tell me something you learned that might be unhelpful to to say to a widower. To
1: be honest, it was a few weeks ago, so I don't remember exact. But um, I would say just by learning and knowing you and reading the book, I would say not to compare yourself to their relationship.
0: So not to compare yourself to Michelle? Right. Okay. And not to compare our relationship to Michelle. Correct. Okay. You talk on, we have... Oh lord!
1: <laughs> no, I'm not
0: starting it over. I don't really give a shit. Fuck it. <laughs> can you just can you just sit here and talk into the mic, babe?
1: I am. Okay. I mean,
0: really, like the the body movement's going on right now. Your phone ringing. Oh Jesus. Okay. You told me early on that, or no, you didn't tell me this early on. You told me a couple of weeks ago that early on, like the first month, you actually thought that I would never be able to fall in love again. Tell our viewers a little bit about why you thought I would never be able to fall in love again.
1: Hmm, I would just say that...
0: I would just say, I would just say. I've never been say.
1: married before. <laughs> that, for starters, Okay. you have. So it's a different type of relationship once you found the one. And so knowing that you found the one in Michelle made me almost think that you weren't gonna find something similar or something of that capacity?
0: Ah, good answer. Very good answer. Okay, Did you know? Well, you do know this now that you read my book. When I was 22 years old, my mom said she wanted to introduce me to a widow. And first of all, I thought all widows were 84 years old. But once I reined in my thinking and realized that there are some young young widowed people as well, at the age of 22, I sat there. My mom and sister were sitting right across from me. And I said, I will never date a widow. And my sister said, why not? And I said, because I'm not competing with a dead man. And now I have a book called How to Date a Widow 101, where I teach people how to date widowed people. Did you at any point feel like this isn't right for me? I don't want to compete with Michelle's memory for the rest of my life.
1: Yes, Um, and I would say also to add on to that, what really kind of made me nervous was the fact that it changed you as a person. Like I didn't want to almost accept the fact that you changed. Um, at first, um, just because I felt like in the moment, like I felt like you were almost like a better version of yourself with her than with me or someone else.
0: Oh, okay. So you had heard me at some point say I changed. And you kind of just your mind went to well, you probably change for the worse. Correct. Oh, okay. And I actually think that I have changed and am a much better person now in every way. So what do you think about that, Allie Kelfin?
1: So that was early on in our relationship. (laughs) Okay. Do you
0: feel more secure at this point, almost nine months in, dating a widower?
1: Yes, a lot more.
0: If we broke up next week... Because let's say you peed with the door open, which I hate, and I've asked you to do a mil- stop a million times, but you won't stop peeing with the door open. So let's say I broke <laughs> up with you next week because of that, and that's the reason I used. Do you ever think you would date another widower
1: ever again? I mean, I wouldn't knock it. Like I wouldn't. You wouldn't knock it. Right. So like I wouldn't like it. Wouldn't be something that I was like I'm never doing this again. Okay um, you know, if I fall in love with the person that happens to be a widower, then I fall in love with someone that happens to be a widower. But, you know, I'm not, you know, knocking anything. So
0: So we met by the pool in the apartment building that we live at Allie Kelfin lives down the hall from me. We met at the pool on July 3rd. I was hanging out with a friend. I looked up all of a sudden you were sitting at a chair about 10, maybe 12, 15 feet away. Do you remember that day? Yes. Okay. Gotta go a little closer Very to the mic. Very
1: clearly, actually. <laughs> Lord. <laughs>
0: Lord. Uh, I mean, you're doing wonderful. But I know. The whole mic issue, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to have you back as a guest again.
1: That's rude.
0: Okay. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about that day from your recollection before we started talking.
1: Okay. So before we started talking, well, first off, let me just pause. Uh, I wasn't gonna go down to the pool that day, but something in my gut was telling me to go. Um, I was like, why not? I don't really know that many people in the building. Um, so I thought I would go down just by myself with my headphones, um, listen to um, music, um, relax. Um, you sound like
0: episode zero where I sum um a million times. Um, <laughs> whatever. Um, okay.
1: Yes, <laughs> we're meant to be. Okay. So I was laying down and I was looking around and I had noticed that this one girl had went to my high school that he was with. Um so I kept looking over and I kept looking over and he was just like smiling at me like all the time and I just That sounds
0: creepy, but okay.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like in an endearing way. Okay. But I wasn't. But I didn't fair. I didn't want to keep looking, so I just kind of was like, "Eh, whatever. Like if we talk, we talk. If not, you know, okay. whatever." So, so I wasn't,
0: oh, go ahead. I'm wait, sorry. hold on. I, I got
1: in the pool. Okay. And then that's oh, no, no, that, started talking. Yes.
0: Hold on. Yeah. Hold off on that part. So I wasn't like continuously smiling at you. That makes me seem like a creep. Yeah,
1: you weren't smiling. I was smiling.
0: looking your way, hoping that you would match my eye contact. I yeah. was looking your way periodically, hoping you would match my eye contact, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. And this is actually something I did an episode on in season one. You didn't. You you would not match my eye contact or give me a smile back tell the audience today why you would not give me that tell tell our audience was it because you were not interested you thought I was hideous you wanted me to go away
1: um I would say the the main reason is because I didn't want him to I didn't want him to
0: Okay, so basically, you don't really know why you weren't matching. No, I do. No. And
1: I don't. So we'll like, tell our, our listeners, I would say I don't really like like to make eye contact with the people. To be honest with you. I've never been like that type of person like okay. just randomly make eye contact with people. But at the same time, like I kind of just wanted to see if it progresses like naturally, like I didn't okay. want I didn't okay. want to initiate
0: and that is one of the episodes in season one. It's called reason number 422 of y'all ain't meeting anyone because I too have hated eye contact my whole life. It's very uncomfortable for me, but this is a huge mistake that all people make. Women do it more often, but men do it too. You notice somebody from across the room that you want to talk to, but you refuse to make eye contact or they look at you and you look away. You gave me every signal as we both sat in our sun chairs and soaked up the sun every signal that you did not want me to come talk to you in any way shape or form would you agree with that before we met in the pool would you agree with that
1: i mean looking back at it
0: yeah <laughs> okay not uh,
1: at the time <laughs> okay
0: so you didn't realize it at the time right but you would say i'm, I'm yes. okay yes so long story short we both get in the pool there's some people i knew there you didn't know them yet we start talking etc cetera, etc cetera. You give me your number as you walk away, and a couple of days later, I text you and ask you out. Correct?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Perfect. That—that's all you're gonna say? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what happens. Okay.
0: So, had you given up hope? Now, I'm 37. You're 29. So, some of the people listening to this are gonna roll their eyes if you answer yes. But just be honest. Had you given up hope? Oh, at that point, you were actually 28. Had you given up hope at the age of 28 that you're gonna meet somebody at that point?
1: Oh, a hundred percent, yes. Why? Because I was so sick of going after the wrong guys and having them give up on me and just being through that emotional heartbreak, like time after time, after time, after time, I was almost like done giving up. Okay.
0: So you wanted to meet somebody, but you didn't think it would happen? Correct. Okay. Now you thought you could meet somebody, just not the right person? Yeah. Okay. Let's do a lightning round here. Okay. Lightning okay. round. I'm excited about lightning round. Are you excited? Woo. Yeah. Okay. Woo. <laughs> okay. First question. Do you think I'm annoying? Yes. Okay. Do you want to elaborate or no? No. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very important question. I want you to really think about it before you answer. Okay. I know you're just kind of getting into your groove now. I see you getting into a comfort level now. Okay. We could redo the whole episode, but I kind of like the weirdness of it. So we're going to go with it. Who is the funniest person you know?
1: <laughs> um, <clears throat> known to date? I guess my boyfriend. Okay. John I, Polo?
0: I guess my boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm glad that you admitted it for our audience. Sometimes you don't like yeah, to admit that.
1: Sometimes I don't.
0: Yeah. Who is the weirdest person you know?
1: Definitely you.
0: Okay. Who is the coolest person you know? Myself. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's, I mean, you're probably. I'm just kidding. You are. Oh, uh,
1: the coolest person I know is Vanessa
0: um yeah you are probably top three dorky people i've ever met including michelle in no particular order so you're definitely not a cool person but okay am i your favorite author yes okay what would you tell someone who has given up on finding someone special they've been hurt before and they have given up
1: hold on to the one thing that makes you want to not give up
0: Ooh, good answer okay and what would you tell someone about dating a widower be patient be patient with the widower yes the widowed person okay yeah
1: and on both sides
0: what would you tell someone or what would you tell our audience about me as a human something they don't know
1: he's super weird
0: (laughs) well they already know that no
1: like on another level (laughs) weird weird like things you wouldn't imagine weird like super if, weird if
0: i go to edit this and you're like screaming into the mic we're gonna have to redo the whole thing that's fine no it's not fine
1: i'm fine with I it i don't want to have to redo like the whole thing. thing well i
0: i know i don't want to do it okay so i say that you are the most bougie person i've ever met <laughs> in my life but that's actually not the correct way to pronounce it now i know that but i like the way bougie how is the actual It's bougie okay <laughs> You are the most bougie, but I say bougie yeah. person I've ever met in my entire life. Would you agree with that assessment?
1: Not the most. No, okay. not the most that I've okay. encountered.
0: So do you realize the way you walk is the most bougie walk in the history of the universe?
1: Uh, yeah, it might be a little bougie. Because
0: okay. when I <laughs> asked our mutual friend Sydney last summer, if she thought you were bougie, she said, well, not really, but only in the way she walks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sid. And for,
0: the, and for people who don't know what the word bougie or boujee means, how would you describe it?
1: Just like over the top.
0: <laughs> over the top what?
1: In ev- any way, or mm-hmm. someone very, um, I don't want to say materialistic, but likes nice things.
0: Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say you're materialistic. No. But you're bougie.
1: Right. I like nice things.
0: Okay. And it's more the way you walk than anything. Sure. Okay. Tell our audience today about some of the pet peeves I have that I've talked to you about.
1: Um, the walking.
0: Yes, the walking. You the Going to the bathroom the with way, the door
1: open. <laughs>
0: the, the way you walk. is, I just, um, I can't. I mean, I make fun out of you relentlessly for it. Um, burping. The, the peeing with the door open. I don't understand why you can't just shut the door when you know you it guys. bothers me. And then the burping. Let's talk about the burping for a second.
1: What's wrong with my burping?
0: Well, you know, before I ever heard you burp, I told you that it was a huge turnoff for me when people like burp out loud. And then you did it, and I looked at you, and then you got very defensive.
1: Yeah. And I said, Bro, everyone burps. (laughs) Like, sorry.
0: Yeah, but you can burp where you don't make a noise, like I have done for 37 years.
1: No. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't want to hold in my burps.
0: Okay. So that's not something that you're going to work on. I can
1: try, (laughs) Okay, but I don't know how well it's going to work out. Okay.
0: We're going to wrap up the episode with a couple last things. So you were recently telling me how you were telling someone in our lives, someone who's very important to both of us, how you both love me and hate me so much. Tell our audience a little bit about that and those, those very different emotions. Tell us, our audience, about that.
1: Okay, well, I will say that I both uh, don't really understand to this day how you can love someone and hate someone at the exact same moment. But I will say that I love the person that he is. He's so kind. He's so nice. He's so genuine and loving. Uh, I was loving. going more for the hate part. But at the same time, I also want to, like, you know, Strangle me? Strangle him sometimes. Just
0: screaming into the mic. Why? Tell our audience why.
1: Because he's annoying.
0: Okay. Good.
1: He's weird. Okay. He's obnoxious. <laughs> he um, Keep going. is crazy and not in a bad way, just like a wow, obnoxious, shut up way. Um, and he is, I don't know. He's okay. just John. Like that's, that's the best way to describe that's you got. it. Oh
0: yeah, and you also don't like my name. I think. Oh I yeah, have, I hate his name. I think I have one of the coolest last names in the history of the world. I mean, you have Marco Polo. Polo. You, wait, yeah. It's so
1: boring. Okay, that
0: was creepy. You have Marco. <laughs> you have Marco Polo. You have this. The clothing line Polo you have the sport polo you have the rapper polo like it's one of the greatest names ever and you think it's boring but your last name is calfin i mean no offense to your dad but your last name is calfin and you don't like my last name you can't drink the coffee on the the mic we'll pick it up we're almost done so tell our audience about that
1: um polo it's just like four letters super (laughs) basic Super, super basic. Like, what's okay? I understand that there's Polo G, there's whatever, a rapper, there's freaking Ralph Lauren Polo. Marco
0: Polo. Do you know who Marco Polo is?
1: Yes, Marco Polo, the water sport too. Yeah. But listen, what does that have to do with being a fun name?
0: And the sport with the horses.
1: Okay. Okay. How does that make it fun? I don't understand.
0: So, would you ever like to be a guest again on the Gonna Love Me Too podcast? for sure okay what we would have to talk about something different we're not going to tell our story again
1: okay that's fine
0: that's all you got for me
1: i would have to think
0: okay last question so you have told me recently that you will actually talk to michelle on occasion tell our audience to end this episode what you talk to michelle about
1: i asked her to help me with your dumb ass
0: Thank you for listening to the Gonna Love Me Too podcast. For information on my books, coaching, virtual workshops, live events, and more, visit my website, johnpolocoaching.com. And please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you know somebody that can be helped by this podcast, don't be shy. Let them know it exists.